I'm going to take a moment to get off the discussions that we've been having concerning social media managers and their responsibilities and what we can realistically expect out of them and also how we can optimize their performance if what we're worried about is sales. So I'm going to take um, a breather and get off that conversation because something happened to me earlier today and in my usual fashion, I figured that there was uh, some insight that um, applies well, not just to me personally, but to a whole um, host of us um, here listening to the podcast and, you know, other people, yeah, who may not listen to the podcast. It's a general business problem that we all go through. And unfortunately, some people uh, fail to outgrow. So, um, yeah, I get up in the morning and, you know, the hustle and bustle, wifey and I getting ready, uh, get the kids to school. And of course, as usually happens um, from time to time, you know, we forgot to iron some of the uniforms. So uh whip out the iron, plug it in, it's not working. I tried another socket um, where we usually plug in the microwave. Microwave works fine, the iron is not working. So it's clear now that the iron has a problem. So I just took the clothes and I put it out, you know, boarding school moves. You know, for those of us who went to boarding school, you know how you get your clothes ready. Um, you know, if you, if you, uh, well, of course, you couldn't iron in. Well, I went to Christ the King College and uh, St. Gregory's College in Obalinde in Lagos. And in those schools, you know, you can't iron. I hear that in the new schools, you know, you're allowed to iron your uniform and look real crisp and look real nice. So uh, back then, of course, you know, you wash it and you hang it straight so that the sun uh, takes out some of the creases. And then uh, you also fold it and put it under your bed sheet. Or you just hang it over the chair and uh, hope for the best. So, you know, those were the things that we used to do back in the day to get our clothes looking nice so that you still show up to school looking nice and relatively freshish, even though um, you're not able to iron your clothes. So I just did the back of the chair thing. I figured, well, it's about four in the morning. By the time we're supposed to head out by 7.30, it should look all right. It should look decent. And so that's what I did. And I made a note to myself to get the iron fixed. So, um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, my son went to school looking all right, looking not too bad. I mean, the wrinkles were not, um, the wrinkles were not uh, garish, so I don't think you would have a problem. But of course, I sent a message to the teacher just so she knows that we're not being uh, tardy and we're not being careless. So anyway, after the drop-off, um, I go to get the iron fixed. My usual guy at Binaton um, wasn't answering his phone, so I just headed to um, Area 2 instead. I figured Area 2 shopping mall, you know, last, last. Any which way, I'll find someone. So I got there, and uh, there's a shoemaker I usually use around there. So I went to the shoemaker to ask him if he knew anyone. And lo and behold, the first shop that I ran into just before the shoemaker um, was a guy who had uh, loads of uh, electronics there, and it looked like it was his line of business. So... I hailed the guy. Hey, bros. Morning. And then it's like, hey, you fix you fix uh, electronics, you know? And he's like, sure, I do. And he says, what's the problem? I described everything. He took a look at it, and then he pulled out those their, you know, those their stuff, those their scientific-looking gadgets. And then he put some wires here and there, and some meters ran back and forth and everything. And then he said, oh, no problem. I can fix it. The coil. Uh, the heating element is not working. I was like, oh, are you sure? You didn't open the iron. It's like, yeah, don't worry. I've tested it. I know what the problem is, is the heating element is going to cost you 1300 to fix. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking 1300 Okay, that's 
that's cool because quite frankly um broke as a church mouse right now and i figured i'd have to spend maybe like 5k to get this thing fixed and you know just didn't want to spend 5k or 10k to get an ion fixed so uh where was i anyway so he says one three and in my mind i'm like oh cool no wahala. but then he says well you can give me one two and i told him okay no problem you start now and yeah sure he said sure i'll start now i should be done in about an hour and i told him okay no wahala. um why don't you begin and uh then i left so um anyway i left there feeling kind of sad on a personal human note because um this dude is well he's much older than i am and you can see that he's um lived a rough life like i and i don't know how business must be but just having a look at him having a look at the store i figure that um you know things must have been rough business-wise for him you know it kind of puts your your own problems in perspective because you know sometimes things seem rough for you you're finding it hard to uh make certain payments and you know you just run to um folks like this and then you know you just feel like you know your own problems are just first world problems and you know these are people that have real issues but anyway that's not the main point of um what we're here to talk about today but i hope you guys have noticed something that happened in the in the exchange between me and him he diagnosed the problem and he said this is it to get it fixed it's 1003 but why don't you just bring 1002 in sales circles we call that negotiating against yourself and it's something that hurts in sales practice and there are a lot of us that do that someone reaches out how much are you available and in your mind you really want to uh send over a message that says 50k but then you think ah let me look at the person's instagram profile uh, it looks as if this babe doesn't have money uh if i say 50 she'll run away okay you know what let me say 30 and then you say 30 and then she starts negotiating at 30 and then you guys wind up at 20. so negotiating against yourself at the beginning of the sales process greatly affects the possible outcomes on the other end so if you had started off your anchor at 50 even if the person wants to negotiate there's a limit to um how much i mean you can't go from 50 to 20 let me just put it that way but then if you start negotiating against yourself ah look at this girl's instagram profile it doesn't look like she has money it doesn't look like she's paid up let me start at 30. eventually you guys end up at 20. as well it's the same thing with my iron repair guy he said one three if i was going to negotiate maybe would have ended up at one but of course i wasn't going to negotiate because for me i figured one three was really really good because i really thought i was going to have to spend like 5k so i thought one three nice especially since he was going to replace the heating element and that's the reason why i figured it probably would cost like 5k because i figured any parts that would need to be replaced probably like you know 2k 3k and then the person wanted to collect a 2k service charge and so i was thinking maybe it would be five so i thought one three was fine for me but he negotiated himself uh, against himself and he said one two so of course now if i wanted to uh, drive a buck a bargain we probably could have ended up at 700 or 600 maybe eight you know it depends like i have an aunt who's real mean like she really negotiates as she prices the hell out of everything 
So I'm sure if it was my aunt and this guy pulled that move, he said one three, but give me one two. I'm sure my aunt would have taken him down to seven hundred. So negotiate uh negotiating against yourself at the beginning of the sales process or at any stage in particular is not a good thing to do. What's the solution? It's the same thing that I've been talking about time and time over again on the podcast. You stop making assumptions, just have a sales process, follow it, qualify, and that gives you all the information that you need. So for instance, even if you don't have a sales process, but you put out a number, the first thing you want to do is to get some feedback. When you get some feedback on that, is then you know um, which way you have to negotiate, whether up or down, because sometimes you put out a figure, you get some feedback, and you realize that there's more to the problem that needs solving. And so, you actually have to take the figure up. So, put out a number and then ask for feedback. The simplest way that um, I first came across and that I tell um, other photographers, I mean, who care to ask, is you put out the figure and you say something like, um, so how does that sound? Is that close to where we are? Does that meet your budget? I mean, something, but just ask anything don't just say it's 450k for me to cover your wedding but because it's you bring 400 or don't just say it is 800k for me to plan your wedding but because it's tinuke that sent me to you just bring 650 you know don't don't do that put out a figure and then ask for feedback then you'll get the information that you need to take the process forward so if what you normally charge is 800k to uh, plan the wedding forgive me wedding planners i'm just picking random figures so i don't know if that's an average fee or too high or too low i have no idea i'm just pulling figures out of my out of my head so if 800 is it so you say it's 800k are we in the same ballpark and then you keep quiet and then you hear what the person has to say i mean you don't have to use these exact words but just pick uh, whatever your own verbiage is but the principle is that you put it out there and then you seek for feedback you'd be surprised that the person might say 800 okay it sounds just about right and you guys have a deal but then you also hear those situations where the person says ah 800 okay that's a little price you but is 800 going to cover this 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 and that now in that situation you now know that oh this figure that I quoted, 800, isn't even going to cut it because this person also expects A, B, and C in addition to 1, 2, and 3. And that will be one of those cases where even though you quoted 800, you would have to take the figure up because now you have new information. And you say, oh, uh, madam, sorry, it's not like that. So the 800 was supposed to cover this, that, 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 that. For X, Y, Z, we're going to need an additional uh, 1, 2, 3, 4. And then you take it from there. So, um, as usual, when I'm coming up with scenarios on the fly, I don't want to stretch the scenarios to infinity. It's always best when I'm speaking to uh, someone in particular and there's a concrete example that we're trying to go over. So, um, uh, yeah, if I run into... I mean, if any of you run into me in person and you want us to discuss any particular um, scenarios that you may have gone through, uh, then let me know and we can... Um, have a crack at it but please remember like I said in um, a previous recording that's the one where I shared experiences with Mark if I think your scenario is interesting 
and it's worth sharing. I probably will talk about it here on the podcast. So if you run into me and you're uh, sharing stuff that you intend to be kept confidential, please let me know at the outset so that it doesn't make its way out here to the podcast. So um, that's the principle pretty much. Put out the figure and then seek for feedback and then keep quiet. Do not negotiate against yourself because when you do, you're making things worse for yourself because when the person starts negotiating and you have already set the bar low or rather set the anchor as they call it in sales and negotiations if you set the anchor low then people are going to take it a whole lot lower so stop negotiating against yourself now i understand that there's a genuine concern that a lot of us has have and that's that we might be worried that we're setting a figure that is too high and so we don't want to price ourselves out of the market now this is what i think Yes, that is a possibility. And let me give you my own experience. When I started out um, at about 10 years ago um, in Lagos, someone got in touch and I told her 400. And she was like, oh, 400, thank you. And then she cut the line. Now, um, times have changed. So you might not think 400 is a big deal, but uh, about nine, you know, between eight to 10 years ago, 400K for wedding photography was a big deal, especially for someone who is obviously new in the market and who doesn't have a portfolio. So, yes, at the time, I blew it with an unrealistic figure. But in my own opinion, that is okay. Because when you're new and you're starting out, what you're looking for is market validation of what it is that you provide. You want to see how skilled am I and how does the market judge the value that I have? You might be surprised to find that even though you're new and totally green in the industry, you might be that whiz kid, that wonder kid that people just look at your stuff and like, wow, they're totally blown away. And you might find that that actually is, that's where the market places you. And if the market places you at that level, 400K, that's absolutely fine. Then, you know, enjoy. You're going to work yourself, uh, work your way up from there. But then you do that, you're totally green, you don't know what's up, and you say 400k, and the person says thank you, and then they cut the phone. That's not a problem. Ask around, talk to your colleagues, and you'll get a sense of what you think a much more realistic bid is. Remember, what we're looking for is um, market validation of what it is that we are offering. But when you get that new figure, the process is the same. You just say it as it is, firmly, and then you wait for feedback. Eventually, you are going to find the right um, level or the right bandwidth where you ought to fall and where you can take your journey from. Because the fact that you start off your wedding photography practice at 400K per shoot doesn't mean you have to stay at that 400K forever. The fact that you do your plan your first wedding at 50K or you coordinate your first wedding at 100K doesn't mean you have to remain at that level for, uh, forever. So remember, we're just looking for market validation. We're just trying to find what a suitable starting line is. And then we're going to tweak it and adapt as we grow. As we get more talented or as time changes, as inflation goes up or down, or as macroeconomic forces change here and there. So we'll tweak along the way. So in my own, problem, in my own opinion, it's not a problem if you throw out an unrealistic figure. If you do that, then yeah, you may have shot yourself in the foot on this one. But now you have some more data. You now know that at the quality of work that you provide and with the uh, 
kind of portfolio that you have or lack of portfolio that you have, you now know that market validation is definitely not 400K. And so you have to go uh, lower. Well, it might be a good idea to go lower. Although some people might say that uh, I'm not going to go low. I'm just going to look for a new client base. And that is also a viable um, way to look at it. But bottom line is you don't have to be so scared of shooting yourself in the foot. When that happens, it only happens once. And when it does, that is just a data point. Take that and let it reflect your business decision making. Am I going to drop the price or am I going to look for a new client base? So it's not as bad as people make it out to be. So don't be so scared and don't negotiate against yourself because you're only making things really bad for yourself. Some of you might say, what's the big deal? And this is actually the big deal. Let's run the math. So I showed up his 100 Naira, the 100 Naira that he cut off. I really didn't have a problem with paying that 100 Naira. But let's assume that this is what he does to everybody every day. And he's there five days a week. That means each week he's losing 500 Naira. And then each month he's losing 2,000, if I'm correct. And then each year, that is going to be 24,000 Naira. Now, if you are someone who is at the economic, kind of like at the economic bracket of, um, what will I say? Um, what's it called? Guaranteed, sorry, minimum wage. I think minimum wage currently, I think is 18K. I can't remember. But bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that if that's currently your economic um you're currently like around that economic range, the minimum wage 18K thing, an extra 24,000 Naira um, a year is not going to be a bad idea. So these are just some of the simple ways that you can run the multiplier and see how much you're shooting yourself in the foot. So you might be saying, um, everybody calls you up and you might say 100K, but because it's you, bring 80 and then eventually you guys price down to 60. If you take the difference of that 40 and multiply it against the number of inquiries that you get for the whole year, you just get a sense of how much revenue potentially that you are throwing away. Well, anyway, I think I've taken too much time to belabor the point. We've already done 18 minutes. Uh, the main thing that I just wanted to put out there was stop negotiating against yourself. You're putting yourself in for a world of hurt. So just put out your bid, seek for feedback. When you get the information, you know whether you're going to change the price or look for a new uh, client base. Market validation is the key, or is rather a very good starting point. So just put your bid out there. You're looking for market validation, no more, no less. It might be scary sometimes, especially when your name is behind the product. You know, your Kemi LLC wedding planner or Tochuku Photography uh, Limited. So yeah, it seems painful. It seems personal, but it doesn't have to be. So uh, yeah, that's it pretty much. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. Sorry that I've hit the 20-minute mark. I think I have done that on the last two or three episodes. I'll see how I can scale back to the 5, 10 uh, so that I don't take you guys' uh, time for granted. So you all have a wonderful day, and I'll catch you at the next recording.